Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the podcast where a gang of happy-go-lucky pals have a couple of drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike, I am drinking a Easy Peeler Citrus Session IPA, which is incredibly fruity and very, very nice. And locked in with me today, we have Ben Levy-Griffiths, and I'm drinking a Butty Bach from the Y Valley Brewery. It's very nice. Mm, Uh, And Alan Cunningham, and I'm drinking a Tiny Rebel Stay Puffed Marshmallow Porter, because I found a place in London that actually sells them. It's going down very well. And Alan Hughes, and I'm drinking a Strawberry and Pomegranate Old Moot Cider, Mm. because, yes, fruity stuff. So, how does it work? Each week we'll get locked into one of the Infinite Escape Room's many themed escape rooms, and we'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. Puzzles that each of us has secretly, sneakily crafted just for the occasion. If we get stuck, we can beg for a clue, but that'll add a minute onto our time, and if we don't escape within the hour, then terrible things befall us. So, ready boys? I think so. Yep. Not sure where your Welsh accent just came from, but yeah, alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely boys, we're ready then. Oh, I flew. <laughs> Ready? Oh, tidy. Let's enter the infinite escape room. (laughs) This week, we push through the door to a mild, tinkling bell and find ourselves in a library of sorts. Except it's awfully cramped. Someone appears to have done a wee-wee in the doorway and there's prices on all of the books. We must be in one of Britain's three remaining independent bookshops. It's four o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon, though. So, like all independent bookshops, it's inexplicably closed. We'd best escape before the goons from Waterstones come and break our knees with their competitively priced hardbacks. The tinkly door out is locked with four whimsical padlocks. So, let's escape! Yay! Hey. Before us, we have... Alan refers to it as the lobby. Others may refer to it as the corner. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, kids, write in if you've ever seen a lobby in a bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be a big bookshop. The floor... The bookshelf and whatever Ben chose to do, um, <laughs> and then shared. The, 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 <laughs> the comfy corner children's chair or something like that. Oh, you did actually share it. Yes. The comfy <laughs> corner children's chair, which is a lovely. Come here, the children's chair, is it? Jesus, Jesus Christ! <laughs> children's corner kind of comfy chair. The chair for comfy children, big fat squishy children. Okay, so um, what do we fancy first, boys and girls? Well, seeing as we're standing in it, why don't we do the lobby? <laughs> that sounds like a <laughs> lovely idea. <laughs> well, this is my puzzle. So you're already in the lobby, luckily, uh, and it's quite a grand lobby for a quite a small bookshop. So you walk in. So to the front of you is a rather large table with a poster behind it. To the left of you is some sort of large machine. And to the right of you are four bookshelves. What would you like to do? Can we take a look at the poster? Yeah. You can. So you walk up to the table and the large poster behind it. And on the poster is written, The key to my success and nine other international drinks we won't be serving. It's Tim Weatherspoon's new autobiography. <laughs> and he's got it out just before Christmas. There appears to be a, been a book signing here. Can we look behind the poster? Uh, you look behind the poster and there's just kind of moss and... Not moss, but kind of mould on the wall. Moss. Quite an odd bookshop. <laughs> Yeah, moss as well, why not? <laughs> it's just a wall, really. A mossy Key wall point. in a bookshop lobby. <laughs> what could be more normal? <laughs> it's a lovely lobby. Could um, could we look at the table, please? So on the table, uh, there's a number of kind of pens and, and pencils and pieces of paper, many of which have Tim Weatherspoon's lovely signature written on them. Hmm. Can we look under the table? Under the table uh, it appears to be just kind of more... Pens, I think, moss. Really. <laughs> moss, yeah. It's like a garden under there, I don't know. Lots of moss. Lots of moss, but nothing of particular interest. Did I get the intro wrong? Are we in the garden centre? <laughs> the lobby of the garden centre, Michael. Oh, sorry, I'm yes. quickly editing my puzzle to a bookshop. <laughs> oh, can we take a look at the mysterious machine? Sure, of course. So you walk over to a rather grandeur machine. And written on top of it is some, is some text. And it reads, the automated literacy export device... Or Allard, for short. And uh, on this machine is a monitor and a keyboard. There's a conveyor belt, kind of kind of a drop box underneath, and a panel to the side. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm utterly... <laughs> Allard, what do you reckon? I'm still trying to get the name right. 
Oh, it's it's the automated, automated literacy, literacy export device. Five thousand export. Oh, 5,000. You upgraded. Yeah, it's the upgraded model, isn't it? Is there anything in the drop box? There's nothing except a conveyor belt. Ooh. Or in the box? Well, yeah, it's like the, on the bottom of the, of, the, of the box of conveyor belts, and there's like a tunnel that kind of goes through. It, it seems to deliver stuff, perhaps. Do I fit in the tunnel? I I think there's probably only, way you want, only one way to find out, Alad. <laughs> can I try and get in the tunnel, Alan? <laughs> you certainly can. <laughs> uh, Alad awkwardly clambers into into the little, the little tunnel and, and gets stuck... <laughs> okay, we'll pull Allard out. <laughs> you pull Allard out. <laughs> okay, so we have a mysterious machine, books for Tim Weatherspoons, and a... I think that's what we've got, isn't it? And uh, and four bookshelves Oh, to the right. I think we can definitely Shall disregard I? them. <laughs> he wouldn't that's have mentioned the point, them yeah. if they were important. It's a bookshop. There's loads of bookshelves. I'm still thinking the moss is paramount. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, okay, let's take a look at these bookshelves then. Okay, sure. So, um, given that it's a bookshop, it's uh, all kind of you know organised into categories, and uh, these four bookshelves are also you know in categories. So we've got um, we've got the autobiography section, we've got the hobbies section, a DIY section, and an IT section. Can we look at the DIY section? Yeah, you can. So uh, there's, there's 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 a load of DIY books really. Um, they look great. There's like there's there's um there's loads of stuff really. Um, is there any the, book about finding keys? Well, there is a book about making your own. Well, there's there's actually a, yeah no actually there isn't about keys, but uh, there is a book called the uh, Allard's Manual Reference Guide. In the DIY Five section, pounds. this feels misfiled. It feels like it should have been in IT. I did, guess. Did you say DIY? Because <laughs> <laughs> which 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 one did you say? I mean DIY. Yeah. Ah well. DIY section. Uh, there is, there is, there's a quite a few interesting books. Can we have a look uh, at the IT is, section? You certainly can. <laughs> oh. In the IT section, there's a Allard Manual Reference Guide. <laughs> Five thousand. How useful! <laughs> Very useful. Is it by any chance the reference guide for the machine? I, I dare say it, it certainly looks like it. Well, let's have a look in the book. Okay, so you you bring out the the Allard Manual Reference Guide, and you re- you notice in the introduction. Well, there's a number of sections. There's like a reference, there's an error reference. But in the introduction, it um it, it essentially it describes how this is a very gradual device that delivers books um from from storage, which is very advanced, and I think definitely exists in bookshops. Last time I checked. Ah. Oh, I have a thought. The Tim Weatherspoon book is the key to his success. We could perchance retrieve a copy of the book, The Key to Success, from the machine, within which might be a key. Well, that sounds like a good idea. I, uh, I I do like the idea, but I feel that there has to be some sort of microwave that we can put the book in, because surely anything that comes out of a <laughs> back room of uh, Weatherspoons <laughs> has gone through a microwave. <laughs> Oh my god, we're in a Weatherspoons? Oh, Christ. Oh, no. First, we're in the bookshop, then the garden centre, and now Weatherspoons. <laughs> to be fair, Frantically all could be the same. It couldn't be easily confused. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Frost's. Have a lovely pint at eight in the morning. Okay, yeah, can we can we uh, can we can we attempt to to use the uh, the machine to uh, to retrieve a copy of Tim Weatherspoons' uh, autobiography? Uh, you can. So you walk over to Alad, uh, the machine. Um, and what, what what would you like to what would you like to try and do? Can I type Shumai into his keyboard? Hmm. You can. You you type Shumai into the keyboard, but the monitor appears to be off. Can we turn the monitor on? We could turn Alad on. Do we, yeah, we could. We could. Do you want to turn Alad on? <laughs> There's still yeah. no safe answer to this. <laughs> yes. So uh, you push Alad's uh, the the button on Alad, um, the Alad machine, um, and uh, the monitor comes on, and it's kind of like a terminal kind of console. However, it's a short string uh, displayed on it, and it simply says error three three nine. Ah, but we have the book. So could we have a look up in the error reference section of the uh, of the um, manual, please? Uh, 339. We certainly can. So you flip through the the extensive uh, book because it's it is it is quite large. How, um, how large are we saying? Like how many pages? I would say about 800 pages. I think it's okay. pretty large. Uh, so you look up error 339. Error 339 says memory reset required. Refer to page 408, section 39B for instructions. Uh, can, can we refer to that page? So there's a number of steps on this page. and The steps. The first step is to perform a memory reset. First, remove the maintenance panel. Is the maintenance panel sort of obvious on the on, on Allard? Uh, it is, yes. Yeah. It's just to the, to the side of Allard. There's a, like, sort of a panel to the side. Cool. Should we, uh, if, uh, can we take that off? Do we need any special tools? Ah, well, there's four screws uh, upon close inspection um, screwed into the panel. And um, you, ah. you can't seem to get it off. Ah, so we need some sort of screwdriver. If we look on the table in amongst all the pens, does one of them happen to be a screwdriver? 
Oh, um, I like where you're going. Um, except they're all just kind of pens and pencils. <laughs> uh, most of them are stolen. Are those little Argos pen, pens you used to get, and they're all just kind of stolen from there. I think. I guess Tim just kind of you know collects them. What kind of screws are they? Are they Phillips head or flat head? They're Phillips head. <laughs> Was anybody else expecting Alan to flummox over different types of screws? <laughs> I nearly did. <laughs> I was, whatever Alan says is the first one, that's the one going with. <laughs> Could we potter on back over to the bookshelves and perhaps uh, take a look at the DIY section? Do any of them have like um, you know a, a free screwdriver that comes with them? Do you know what, Ben? It's very funny you say that because actually one of the one of the journals, magazines, if you will, uh, on the on the DIY bookshelf is a make your own screwdriver part by part. Um, for only nine ninety nine, fifty eight editions, <laughs> and somehow uh, all editions appear to be um, stocked in this bookshop. Fantastic! I'm very lucky, isn't it? <laughs> uh, let's, let's make the screwdriver. This is when step one: get your glue right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, get the, the glue in, se- in segment fifty eight. <laughs> um, I mean, you can, but I mean, I'd be stealing, wouldn't it? I mean, they're all in, they're all kind of packaged up together. I'm absolutely fine with it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, sorry, it's a bookshop. Oh. Yeah, well, I couldn't steal well. from a bookshop. A garden centre, on the other hand, I have no qualms about robbing. <laughs> well, okay, if we well... Look in the, I'd say, if we look in the hobby section, is there a sort of a money laundering um, book that we can... <laughs> there might be, We actually. can pay for the books. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps the book can be paid for afterwards or something. Well, so you, you, you can kind of clamber through your 58 uh, editions. Um, well, you, you begin building your screwdriver. And then, and then, you, and then, you, and then you finish building your screwdriver. <laughs> good, good story, Al. <laughs> I liked how it had a beginning and an end. We successfully built a screwdriver. <laughs> you now have a screwdriver in your inventory. Yay! How much is it worth? Can we sell it? <laughs> uh, well, each magazine was nine ninety nine. So, Kajis uh, has wares. If you have coin. <laughs> So, um, so let's uh, let's wander over and try and get this uh, panel off. Excellent. Well, luckily, as Alan said, they are all Phillips screws, uh, and you have a Phillips screwdriver. So, so you screw each screw off, and you, you take the panel off. And behind the panel is a um, quite an interesting sort of display. So there's a screen. So this is what was on the panel. There's a screen with the number one uh, on it. And this is like a computer monitor screen. Okay. And underneath the screen are five buttons, and it's, that's lab- each button. It's labelled one, two, three, four, and five. Underneath that are two buttons. One is called reset, and the other one is labelled OK. And there's also a light. Can we reset it? Sure, you, you press reset, uh, the red light comes on, and the number on the screen remains at one. Oh, if I remember correctly, our manual had error code something... 339. Yeah, was it error, was it error 339 we had? Yeah. It was, yeah. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that, should I? <laughs> Alan. Oh no! And Alan, the answer to where the key is—it <laughs> was in you all along. Oh, oh wait, no. oh. I actually like this second tin of beer. Fuck me. <laughs> um, the if can we refer back to page four hundred eight thirty nine B? Because I think we got the first step: remove panel. But I'm presuming there might have been more instructions. You're absolutely right. So well remembered. Or uh, yeah, four hundred eight thirty nine B. So you've taken the panel off. To put, and then the instructions continue. To perform a full memory reset, follow uh, well, yeah, these you know follow these instructions. If the display on the screen is one, press the button in the first position. If the display is two, press the button in the fourth position. If the display is three... Slow down the... there, fast trousers. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Just write faster, Michael. Well, this, this is me reaching for a pen and paper. This is uh, oh, this is when God. the big guns come out. So display, position, and I've just yes. drawn a lovely there hairy is picture a table. of Alan's willy. <laughs> yeah, I started off doing that. Table is here. No, I'm bored now. Okay, so display one is button in the first position. Correct. Uh, display two is button in the fourth position. Correct. Display three. Press the button that is the sum of the buttons you pressed in step one and two. If the display is four, press the button in the second position. If the display is five, press the button you pressed in the second step. And if the display is six, if the number from two steps ago was odd, press the button in the fourth position. If the number from two steps ago was even, press the number in the third position. So... If it's even, it's third position. If it's odd... If the number from two steps ago was odd, press the button in the fourth position. 
If the number from two steps ago was even, press the number in the third position. Right. Okay. <laughs> and the current disp- number on the display is one. Okay. Who is feeling like they've got the biggest set of testicles? Can we push one, then reset? Well, you press one, a green light appears, and the number changes, but then you press reset, and the number goes back to one. Right, okay. Okay, can we press one, please? You press one, and the number changes. The light, the light turns green, and the next number on the display is two. Could we press four, then, please? Ah, the number turns... Sorry, the light turns green, and the number on the display changes again. The next number on the display is four. Can we press two, please? The number changes, and the light's green. The next number on the display is three. Can we press... Oh, wait, I've got... Can we press... Five. Uh, yes, Ben. Yeah. That sounds good. Yes. That sounds yeah. like a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the number... Rem- the, the light remains green, and the number changes. Well done, Ben. The next number on the display is six. Okay. Could we... Ask Mike what he thinks. <laughs> uh, Mike forgot the rule. Uh, Mike, Mike wrote odd equals four, even equals three, um, but forgot to add all the words that came before it, which probably would have given context. Oh my god, we've got the manual. What does it say for six again? <laughs> ah, you refer back to the manual. If the display is six, uh, so that's if the number is two, from two steps ago was odd, press the button in the fourth position. If the number from two steps ago was even, press the number in the third position. <laughs> So, Alid, do you have it? No. <laughs> I can't. Could we please press three? The light remains green. Oh, I love you so much, Ben. And the display changes to five. Ah. Can we refer back to the manual for number five, please? <laughs> you refer to the manual. If the display is five, press the button you pressed in the second step. Oh, which would have been Oh, four. that was... Mm. The light remains green. And yes. the number disappears from the screen. Oh, now then, the question is, do we push reset or do we push OK? Oh, fuck. This is really bad for Lex. Because <laughs> if we push reset, it's going straight- <laughs> to put it straight back to one in theory. Uh, so do we just push OK? Oh, that's a really good point. This is really shitty user design. <laughs> oh. Logic would dictate it's not reset we push, it's OK we push. Ben, you work with computers as well. Always answer in the affirmative. That's what every user does. <laughs> but you just say, it might work. Do you want to quit without saving? OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think Alan has a point. I think we have to press OK. Yeah, go on then. Well, you press OK and you hear cogs whirring into life. Yay! And the machine has appeared to... Uh, I've done some sort of reset. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it seems to be uh, making a lot of noise. Oh, it's a good thing we didn't press that reset button and cause a reset. <laughs> really that would be fucking I terrible. Didn't think about that. I don't want to read it all out again. <laughs> Part of me wanted to uh, to press the reset button to make Athen read it all out again. <laughs> okay, so so cogs of word has 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 the machine dispensed anything for us? Uh, there's nothing in the in the um, dispenser. Are we able to call up a copy of Mr. Weatherspoon's uh, memoirs? You you may be able to. Hey, well, can we? <laughs> <laughs> Alan, well, could you um, could you refresh us on the on the description of this machine? You can. So um, uh, on on the on the side on the front of, machi- of the machine is a monitor and a keyboard with the conveyor belt dispenser and of course the automated literacy export device five thousand written on top. So can we have a look at the display again and see if that reads anything more interesting display, other than three three nine? The display has a flashing cursor and it now says enter book name. The key to my success. Can we put that in, please. You can. <laughs> press OK. <laughs> reset. Not reset. Not oh, reset. Okay. <laughs> There's no OK key. So you hear a lot of grinding coming from behind the machine, um, and uh, and the conveyor belts start moving, and a book appears in the dispenser. Ooh. Is it Tim Weatherspoon's key to success? It is. Can we open the book? You open the book, and it's hollowed out, and inside <laughs> is, is the bibliograph key. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic well done Alan oh, oh. that was a good puzzle well done that had lots in oh, it um, totally open completely plagiarised that puzzle bit from uh, what's that game um, uh, don't stop talking and uh, oh, nobody yeah, explodes yeah 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 no, I like that that was, that was great good. that was a really good puzzle very oh, good thank good you. pun at the end you walk back with your bibliography from the lobby back into the bit that's just sort of 
next to the lobby. Okay, boys, what do we fancy next? Uh, what, what do we have again? Okay, so we have the fat child upon which to sit, we have the bookshelf, <laughs> and we have the floor. The floor. <laughs> this, this fat child has me intrigued. <laughs> I, I can be interested by that as well, yeah. Cool, yeah, I'm happy to... Uh... Oh, hang on, no. Phrasing. <laughs> 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 Fool me once, Crown Prosecution Service. Shame on me. <laughs> so this is my puzzle. You walk over from the just a couple of shuffles away from the lobby. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> to um, what looks like a rather comfortable chair in what looks like the children's corner. Upon the chair, you see a box and a book. What would you like to do? I'd quite like to see what's what what. What, what that book is. is, is it, can we look at the book? You can do. So um, the book looks like uh, a children's book. It's got a sort of a um, sort of quite cartoony-ish kind of uh, p- uh, picture on the front um, with the title Sounds Grim by Theodore Ivan Edward Rusk. Ooh, um, and it's got a subtitle. <laughs> it's got a subtitle, A Bad Guide to the Phonetic Principle of Grimm's Law for Children. Yes. And the author was... <laughs> <laughs> Not important. But... <laughs> I'm just writing that. Okay, I'll scribble that out. <laughs> I've written it down twice. Theodore <laughs> Ivan Evan Rusk. Edward. Oh, Edward piss Rusk. and shit. Ed- Edward Ivan Evan Theodore oh, Rusk. Geez, <laughs> Theodore Ivan Edward. Right, okay. Tia. <gasps> oh, I see what. You're a very <laughs> clever man, Alad. Where have you been all these podcasts? <laughs> uh, box. Boxes are simple. Box, yes. Box. So there's a um, rather small wooden box. It's sort of um, about four inches uh, wide by maybe um, eight or so inches long, made of a really nice smooth uh, plywood. Got really nice sort of dovetail joints on each of the corners. Um, <coughs> it looks like the uh, the top should slide off. Um, however, it, it has a little bit of give, but it won't actually come off. In the top of it, there are six holes sort of uh, with t- two lines of holes three on each side and between each hole left to right there's a little arrow as if sort of you know one becomes another sorry when you direction. so when you're talking about these arrows can you just um, describe them is that where you say one becomes other i'm not i don't quite get the uh... so so sorry um so you've got like um your little hole and then you've got an arrow to the hole to the right of it and then you've got uh, sort of another row of holes so you got another hole on the left arrow pointing to the right so the arrows only go one direction they're not Double correct. Like, they don't go each way. Okay. No, no, no. There's uh, the, yes. So, so sort of left to right. Left to right. Okay. And there's six holes. There's six holes in two stacks, like a Lego brick. Going. If you if you hold the box long ways between your hands, in the middle of the box are the the three arrows, one above each other. Um, and then to the left of those, there's one, two, three holes, top top to bottom. And then to the right, one, two, three holes, top to bottom. Does okay. That sort of make make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Awesome. How so big are the holes? holes? Yeah. How big are the holes? The holes are about the size of a Scrabble piece. Hmm. More large, then. That would also be bigger than a finger. Can I poke <laughs> in the holes? <laughs> yeah, they're quite they're quite shallow. So whatever sort of they're about as deep as a as a um, Scrabble piece as well. So you sort of you poke your finger in and sort of stub it on on more wood. And there's a chair as well, I think, wasn't there? Oh yeah, there was. Can I sit in the chair? You can I, do. Perhaps, can I? Should I? Can I look at the chair? Is there anything in the chair first before I sit on it? <laughs> so having lifted the box and the book out, you see um, a small red velvety pouch sitting on the cushion. Might just sit on the chair anyway. <laughs> what is contained within said pouch? Are you, is, has Alan taken the pouch off the chair before he sat down? <laughs> I think, I think the well, pouch I'll, is I'll in Alan now. If you want to check it. <laughs> so you, uh, you take a look in the pouch and you find... Six little Scrabble pieces. Huh. I don't think they're important. No, that seems, yeah, bin them. <laughs> Let's sit down for a lovely read of Thungus Ivan Eblim's uh, Rusk. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. Okay, so you open up the uh, the book, Sounds Grim, and there's uh, a little piece in the front that says that this is a book that tries to describe to children Grimm's Law. But it does it very badly, and it tells you that Grimm's Law was discovered by the Brothers Grimm, and that it's basically how sounds changed from early language to modern Germanic languages, and how this book describes sounds with letters. So, would you like to continue reading the book? Oh my god, yes, I feel like I'm actually I'm learning something. Yes. <laughs> so, 
you you, uh, you flip the page, and on the page is a picture, again, sort of in a sort of cartoony style, of a child with their dad. And in large letters on the right-hand page, there is the letters A-T-H-E-R. And over the first letter, there's a little flap sort of obscuring the letter underneath. So you might like to take a guess as to what that first letter is. It T. Oh, F. F, for father. Okay. Would you like to have a look under the... Hang on, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Let's, let's just roll back on this. Alan. Tather. <laughs> is that a Welsh thing? I, yes. I, I'm I... going to say yes, because there's no one to disprove me. <laughs> My wife is out the house. I have no... Yeah, okay, fine. In, in Wales, a father's called a tather. Tad. Tather. Tad, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. Where's your tather? Oh, he's gone down Maine. He's mining for Scrabble pieces. They won't make themselves, you know. So there's there's also this this little flap that's obscuring the first letter. Would would you like to look under the under the flap? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you lift up the flap, and there's a letter P saying, "Father." Ah, uh-huh. I would have been really upset if there was a T under there. Like really, really <laughs> upset. Um. Would you like to continue reading the book? Yes, please. So you flip over the page, and again, in the in the cartoony style of the previous pages, there is a large chicken laying an egg, and there are the letters E N, and there's a again a little flap over the first letter. What would you imagine is the correct first letter? It's not T Allard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'd imagine see a lovely little H there. I think. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and would you like to lift the flap? Oh, I'm pretty confident with that. We can just move on to the next word, I think. Okay. Cool. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'll look under the flap. <laughs> under the flap is a K, so it spells Ken. 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 Hmm. Okay. Uh, ben, hey, what's what's behind door number three? So you you continue to flip over to the last page. It's a very short um, book. It is. It's, well, it's for children. <laughs> <laughs> Rather long for children's book. How much does this book cost? What's the RRP? Twelve ninety nine. Fuck me. How much? Twelve ninety nine. Jesus, it's a scandal. Got a screwdriver for um. That's like twelve to fifteen year olds, not like two to fives. They don't buy it. Their parents do. Ah. <laughs> On the final page, there is a large birthday cake with ten candles on it, and in nice large lettering, there's a E and an N with the first letter again blanked out. What might you guess the uh, letter to be? T. T. Well done, Alex. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, would you like to lift the flap? Yes, please. You look underneath the flap and there's a D. So it spells den. I told you, Alan! I told you! <laughs> Bad, Alan! Bad! And that is the end of the book. I, I really enjoyed that book. That was lovely. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. 12.99. I believe that these tiles, so in within the... So we've got our, our Scrabble tile-shaped holes in our Scrabble box. We have our velvet bag, which may well contain six Scrabble tiles. And we now have a conversion for each of the above letters. Ben, within the velveteen bag, are there six Scrabble tiles? There are six Scrabble tiles. Do they have the letters T, D, X, K, F and P? No. Have they got the letters E, N, H and D? At least. No. Did I write the wrong letters? What? Some, some of what some of what both of you have said is correct, and one thing that Mike said is wrong. Oh wait, T oh T H, no. oh, oh piss and shit, T H F and P. Yeah, this is very much like if Sherlock went halfway through his brilliant deduction and shat himself halfway through <laughs> and tried to carry on. I was, I thought I was on a flow there. <laughs> Would you so, like me to just tell you what the Scrabble pieces are? That'd be useful, there? yeah. What a lovely idea, then. <laughs> That's how this is going to come together. So, inside the pouch, you have a D, an H, an F, a K, a T, and a P. Okay. In which case, can we take our little box... Have a consonant, please, Powell. <laughs> <laughs> P. And a vowel. No, no vowels. And a vowel. <laughs> no, no vowels. <laughs> Damn it, Alan, you're Welsh, you should understand. There are no vowels. Um, okay, can we take the little box? Can we take the little box and put yes. from... On the left-hand side, from top to bottom, F-H-T. And on the right-hand side, from top to bottom, P-K. Okay, you try sliding the top off the box, but nothing happens. There's a very good chance that I've written down the wrong letters, boys. 
So, so I've, I've got father became father. I've got uh, yeah. hen became Ken. Uh, and I've got ten became den. That's what I've got here. So you're you're almost there. Um, would you like to flick back and have another look at the first page oh. um, of the book? Can we look at the page? Yes, I have an idea. Ah, I've oh. got a really good idea. Oh yeah. Allow me to think outside the box. <gasps> <gasps> and I take the box and I smash it on the ground until it opens. <laughs> what happens then? <laughs> The box is immaculately well made and so stays intact, but now all of your scrabble pieces are cracked and oh. you cannot solve the puzzle. <laughs> Alan! Oh, Come back God. next week for a quality. <laughs> well, I had fun, guys. I'll be honest, when I thought you said you were thinking outside the box, I was waiting for a real Poirot moment as opposed to fucking WWF <laughs> Waterstones edition. Violence. Um, yeah, so it's dovetails, isn't it? Okay, so we're really close. I I, I want to check the page numbers for actually for those first couple of pages. There is page one, two, three, and four. What was on page one again? So on page one was the introduction, and it described how um, the book was about teaching Grimm's Law to children and the sounds, um, ch- how the sounds changed, and it would be representing sounds with letters and how Latin-based uh, words became or came into German-based words. So things like father, hen, and uh, ten would be the Germanic-based words, and the father, ken, and den were the Latin-based sounds. Latin becomes into Germanic. Yes, okay. Can we please put in the left-hand side, top to Mm -hmm. bottom, P-K-D, and in the right-hand side, F-H-T. So you put the uh, Scrabble tiles in the revised positions, and the lid gives a little bit of uh, give, and it completely slides off. And inside you have a well-decorated Grimm's key. Oh! Congratulations, oh. you've solved my puzzle. Fabuloso. Okay, so remaining, we have the floor of the bookshop and the shelves themselves. I'm quite interested by the shelves. Yeah. To the shelves! Welcome to my puzzle. You look at the shelves. There are, in fact, three standout shelves in front of you. They are actually labelled. The first one on the right left is labelled A to F. The centre one is labelled G to S. And the third one to the right is labelled T to Z. I mean, as this is Alad's puzzle, and Alad's favourite letter is T. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is true. <laughs> so you look at the third bookshelf, the one on the far right. Uh, you notice that the bookshelf is actually half empty. Top shelf is full, the second shelf down is half full, and it progressively gets less and less until on the bottom shelf, of which there are one, two, three, four, five, six shelves, uh, the bottom shelf only has the one book on it. Of these books, one of them is paperback, the others are hardback. Where is the paperback um, book? It is on the third shelf down on the far right, fallen over. Can we take a look at this paperback? This paperback is titled Scrabble Blocks for Blockheads. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope this was not planned ahead and it's just this incredible <laughs> convergence of the stars it's in the wrong section <laughs> it's in the wrong section it should be in DIY with all the other IT books <laughs> okay Scrabble, Scrabble blocks for uh, blockheads Ben hello <laughs> just wonder if you have any, anything room, you fancy ben. doing in this room Ben really <laughs> <laughs> who what <laughs> who are you He's still in the chair. Get him out of the chair. <laughs> What's the book on the on the bottom shelf? On the bottom shelf is just a generic encyclopedia. It's labelled Incarta. Oh. Does it have a CD-ROM in the back? That's what it doesn't, but it is Check dated it 1997. 1997, that must be important. I suppose we could have a look at a, a, a quickly at, at another bookshelf, I suppose. Uh, what's on... Um, was it G2S? G2S has two paperbacks on it. But they are both in Japanese because somebody can't file, unfortunately, and we have no idea what they relate to. There is, however, a post-it note on the bookshelf, and it says, please use the DDC system. Full stop, please, exclamation mark. DDC. Dewey Dewey Decimal System? Yeah, I think so. Um, Does any... Now, of course, I've heard of the DDS system. Um, Does anyone... So was it DDS or DDC? DDC. Oh, DDC. Uh, I think 
the Dewey Decimal System is a way of numbering non-fiction books. It's a way of um, sorting and categorising non-fiction books. Imagine if there was a book that told you about the Dewey Decimal System in a bookshop. Oh my god, oh. there's a bookcase between A and Z. That'll have D in it. <laughs> and D will have a book. Alan, is there a book about dicks in the... In the G2S bookshop, bookshelf, no, I don't believe there is. It'd be miscategorised. Uh, oh, uh. hang on. S, oh. Uh, T to Z. Is the one about tits? Uh, yes, ones. unfortunately, it's censored. Oh. What a rubbish book! <laughs> We're going to publish this whole steamy book about tits. We're going to censor the whole thing. The teasers we are. Well, I'm all out of ideas. I would, I would very much like to have a look at the, the A to F bookshelf, I think. So on the A to F bookshelf, again, all books are hardback with the exception of two. Okay. One is filing for dummies and the other one is dictionary Ooh. i would very much like to have a look at the filing for dummies book you can look <laughs> at the filing for dummies book i was sure sorry alan i was sure that you were going to say i, I really want to look up rude words in the dictionary <laughs> <laughs> well, we can you open the filing for dummies books inside it is a smaller book named scrabble blocks for blockheads in, what's inside is inside the smaller scrabble book is there an even smaller book on filing for dummies would you like to open it and find out? Yes. You open the book and you find that it is hollowed out. <gasps> Inside the hollowed out book are five Scrabble blocks. <laughs> <laughs> what are the Hang odds? On. Let me refer to my previous... Uh... What are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> this is excellence. I love this. Oh, I, I mean, what are the odds of both of you coming up with a Scrabble-based puzzle in a garden centre? <laughs> <laughs> Why, why are there beer pumps in a garden centre? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely ATM pint. Okay, so can we take a second look, please, at the paper book of Scrabble blocks for dummies uh, from the T to Z shelf? Sure. You open it, and this book also is hollowed out Ooh. with five Scrabble blocks in it. Could we, um, before going further, could we? What are the five scra- blocks that came out of this one, and then what are the five that came out of the previous one? Ah, now then. Ironically, all ten blocks are blank. Is there, a, uh, is there a book to do with Sharpies? Can we you know, write our own letters on them? There isn't. It's not that kind of bookshop. <laughs> it's got to build your own screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of bookshop. But it's elaborate lobby of mossy walls. <laughs> and etymo- what's it? Etymological children's section. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. Okay, so... Oh, God. Let's review what we've got. We've got ten blank Scrabble tiles... Uh, an empty filing for dummies, an empty... Um... We also have our dictionary. Oh, and we do have our dictionary, good point. And, and the Encarta Cyclopedia 1997, sans CD. <laughs> have, have we looked at the dictionary? I'm just, I'm just a bit terrified that it's also hollowed out. So you look at the dictionary, you notice that it's actually titled an English to Welsh and Welsh to English dictionary. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I had one of those. I got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a look inside the dictionary? You may. Inside the dictionary, it is a dictionary. It has all the English words alphabetized from A to Z and the corresponding Welsh word to the right. What is dictionary in Welsh? Gyfrif Yadir. Oh. I'll with fine. the old I'm Google good. Translate up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, come to this podcast. You'll learn etymology, you'll learn English to Welsh and other useful life skills, like how to build a screwdriver in 50 steps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, can we take a look in the Japanese paperbacks, please? You can. You open the Japanese paperbacks. They're all in kanji. You have no idea what they say. Would it be worth us looking at the... So each of these shelves is like half full or less. Would it be worth us looking at the like the endmost one that we can see? So only the T to Z bookshelf has got lesser amounts on each shelf. Mm-hmm. A to F and G to S are both full. Could we trouble you for the titles of the books that are facing, you know, sort of on the end of each shelf? Uh, unfortunately, they are faded beyond all recognition. Not a very busy bookshop there. No, afraid not. So I want to... Let's go back and have a look at this um, sticky note. If I remember rightly, it said, please use the DDC system, full stop, please. Is that correct? That is correct. Do we have anything here that's filed out of place? Who's the... Oh, yes, shit, both the Scrabble books are out of place. Because the, uh, was it Scrabble for Dummies? No, no Scrabble for Blockheads. Was Scrabble that Blocks for Blockheads. Was in T to Z, whereas in fact it, it should have been G to S. I don't know how that helps in any way. 
Can we? Yeah, no, we could do that. I'm hoping the ghost of an angry librarian will come and, <laughs> and solve and go, the puzzle. Get out! <laughs> Can I? I must admit, somewhat tremulously, um, stick the two Scrabble blocks for Blockhead's books in the correct section in the G2S shelf. You can't. The shelves are too full, unfortunately. Yeah. Hmm. Could. So do the book, do the spines of the books have you know how in libraries they they put the little sticker on the spine to tell you what the number is so when you're looking for a particular book you see where you are um, do these books have something similar on the spines some do unfortunately some don't the librarian is not very good at his part time job and the bookshop and the book, I was going to say it's <laughs> <laughs> also extremely late for work <laughs> spending all day in a bookshop. <laughs> Look at this 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 uh, vision of this really angry library going. Well, they've not brought that book back. <laughs> I, I feel like there's something useful about this Welsh English dictionary. For some Ditto. Reason. Can we look up uh, Dewey Decimal System in the in the in the Welsh English dictionary? You can. So you look up the Dewey Decimal System in the English to Welsh dictionary. Mm-hmm. And the Welsh version of it is, even for me, illegible. I cannot pronounce it. <laughs> I actually wrote down even for me then. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, could we uh, look up the Welsh uh, word Dewey? You can. The Welsh word for Dewey is Dewey. The Welsh word Dewey, could we look up the English equivalent? Dewey. Ah, oh, okay. Can we look up please? Because, of course, please was highlighted. Uh, uh, so there are two different Welsh pronunciations of please. One is Osgwelochunda. The other one is P-L-I-S. Please. Uh, okay, well, uh, we've looked at Dewey. Can we look up decimal in the, in the dictionary? You can. It's decimal. Oh, and how about... System. Uh, <laughs> system. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's system. System. Hmm, I think Alan's making you. it up now. I no. think this is not a Welsh English dictionary. <laughs> Could we have a look for the... What is the Welsh for key? It's Allwev. Could you spell that for us, please? Sure, it's A-double-L-W-E-double-D. Oh, that's seven letters. Can we look up Dewey Decimal System in the Encarta? I know what it is. <laughs> I just want to make sure, though. <laughs> you cannot. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. Um, so we've established geez. that the filing system is quite poor in relation to the Dewey Decimal System. Yes. But it does seem to be alphabetized. Could we have a look at what is what is the book in the top left corner of the A to F bookshelf? The book in the top left corner, the very first book on the very first bookshelf, is named Ashwedh. Uh-huh. Oh. oh. Which we now know is key, uh-huh. which means that it should, in fact, be... Let's take that book off the shelf <laughs> and open that motherfucker. You open the book named Ashwedh. It is hollowed out. <gasps> This seems to be a common theme with all books on this bookshelf. (laughs) (laughs) Inside the hollowed out book is a stone with an inscription Ah. on it. What does it say? You look closely at the inscription. It says, Rosetta. Um, Could we... That also has seven letters. That's that's interesting. Um, Could we look up Rosetta in the uh, English to Welsh dictionary? What's the Welsh for Rosetta? The Welsh for Rosetta is smash it with a hammer. Right. <laughs> I guess it's a noun. <laughs> <laughs> well, would, would you like to give that a go, Mike? Well, we, don't, we don't have a hammer. Oh, uh, is there a book True. that lets you build a hammer? Um. <laughs> Hammering for dummies. <laughs> As it happens, Ben. <laughs> Whilst there is not a hammering for dummies, there is a book labelled Hammer. Ah. Could we um, could we have a look inside, please? The book is actually very, very heavy and sealed shut. I think we could still use that. Ah, the book itself seems... Yeah, okay, can we use the book to smash the Rosetta Stone? You can. You smash the Rosetta Stone, it flies across the bookshelf, and it opens Ooh. to reveal a key. Hey! Yay! One too many red herrings, methinks. Oh, that was excellent. <laughs> that was awesome. 
you gingerly step away from the bookshelves, terrified that they'll come after you, <laughs> and you're back in the lobby. Okay, and that leaves the floor, which is my puzzle. To the floor! <laughs> to the floor! <laughs> to the fu- Everyone get down! What a long journey it was to the floor. Um, <laughs> okay. A whole five foot. Okay, so you are on the floor of the bookshop. Uh, it's the floor that you've been on for, for quite some time. But this particular patch of floor, directly uh, sort of adjacent, I would say, to the bookshop's lobby, within view of the uh, the fat child section, and a safe distance from the Welsh to English translation, is a patch of bookshop carpet. It's somewhat uh, mussed up, disturbed almost, and next to it is a small spade. spade. Like a trowel? Uh, I would say like a, a small shovel. I've played enough adventure games that I just want to pick that spade up and add it to my inventory. You have picked the spade up. I feel much better now. Well done. Okay, could we could we um, take a closer look at the carpet? Is there anything sort of miraculous about it? What colour is it? This particular patch of carpet looks uh, mussed up, disturbed, flaky, and generally a bit fragile and horrible. What does it smell like? I would say old carpet. Okay. Are we able to rip it open? Uh, you can certainly... Uh, t- you, you're, you try and sink your hands in, and you're actually able to, to pull away carpet. With the carpet comes huge handfuls of dirt. <laughs> We're back to the moss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's time to get that spade or shovel out, isn't it? I think, I think you might be right. I give the spade to Alad. <laughs> <laughs> I take the spade. Can we, can we dig? So you dig and dig and dig through the soft, uh, easily disturbable manky carpet until, dink, your spade hits something. Digging around the thing that you have hit, you uncover two items, a chest and a cellophane bag, within which you can see a book. Oh, so that's not important. Straight to the chest. <laughs> okay, so the chest is a small uh, wooden chest. Atop is ascribed the following words. Speak my secret to break my seal. Can we speak the words my secret? Your your utterance of the words my secret has had no effect on the box. But I like your thinking. That's yeah. the kind of inverted commas out of the box thinking that opens boxes. <laughs> and on that, on that bombshell, can we take the shovel and hit the box with it? You certainly can. The shovel ricochets off. As you may have noticed, it's made with stout Welsh oak. As everybody knows, the single most impervious material known to man. Could um, could we have a look at the book, please? What does the book yeah. say? Can we see through the cellophane? Uh, you certainly can. So the book is appears to be a, uh, a loose-bound manuscript, and it is entitled J.K. Rowling and the Big Pot of Money. Working title. Can we open the book through the cellophane? Or have we got to open the cellophane bag? I, I, I would say you can open the cellophane bag, remove the book and open it if that's what you'd like to do. Yeah, can we do that, please? Uh, certainly, I, I, should, I should allow you to do that. It's an incredibly complex set of actions. You open the book. Within, you see the following. Editor's note. JK, I'm not sure a choose-your-own-adventure is the best format for your memoirs. Have you considered more wizards? Question mark. It then follows. Welcome to the world of Britain. The ancient kingdom is in danger as parents and children have stopped reading. (laughs) Famine blights the land, as no one is able to read the takeaway menus. Choose your character! You can choose Grognak the Barbarian, son of Brothrath. This character can wield two axes and summon elemental magic. Pori Hatter, a middle-aged wizard, recently made redundant, attending Gruggle School to learn computers and get a poorly paid admin job. Or J.K. Rowling, daughter of Peter and Anne Rowling. Uh, This character can wield a typewriter. Uh, each of the three <laughs> options has a page number associated with it. Okay, what are the page numbers for each of them? The page numbers are utterly irrelevant, but let's say for sake of argument, 52, 137, and 89,256. That's a rather large book. It's, it's, it's a fucking tome. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I way, to choose. <laughs> it's it's a sort of a, a, a loosely bound manuscript. <laughs> it's, a fucking <laughs> great. it's a loosely bound manuscript, five feet deep. <laughs> <laughs> And a very shitty puzzle. You're in for a treat. What 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 characters should we choose? I I, I Do we need to it. choose one? Can we I want to. Ah ah could we potentially read out the title of the book to the chest? The chest makes no change. Can we read the words just the, just the two letters JK? Uh, no change to the chest. Hmm. Ah 
What about the word Alohomora? Uh, no change to the chest. Drat. But your, your nerd rating increases by 15. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess means mine increases as well, because I knew what that meant. Should Can we choose a character? You certainly can. This, I think we should go for JK. JK, yeah. Got them. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll choose JK, I think. Okay. So you turn to the page for the JK Rowling, daughter of Peter and Anne Rowling. This character can read a typewriter option. The page reads, you chose spunky young author Julius Kerfuffle Rowling. You look at Britain and do a bit of sick in your mouth. How on earth could you possibly save these mouth-breeding proles from illiteracy? As you muse this, sipping a skinny latte in an Edinburgh cafe, a band of goblins appear and start menacing customers with their pointy spears. What do you do? Do you tie your typewriter to a rope, swing it round your head like a flail, and crush the skulls of the little green bastards? Or <laughs> do you make a start from the casual vacancy manuscript? I think Alad has already chosen for us there, and absolutely rightly so. Okay. Yeah, typewriter flail. <laughs> Please make a strength test. Uh, Alad, how strong are you? Not very. You pass the test. <laughs> you swing the typewriter around your head and use it to smite the goblins. Unfortunately, your typewriter breaks along with the final goblin skull. Without your typewriter, you're back to writing on fag packets and unpaid bills. You certainly can't manage a 90,000 word start to a franchise on that. You starve to death. You are dead. As you read this, something drops out of the page you've opened. It appears to be a disembodied thumb. Can we place that on the chest? You can. You now have a thumb on the chest. <laughs> Are there any other appendages you'd like to place on any other areas of a body? Well, seeing as we're at it. <laughs> well, I guess we're left with, was it Grognak and, and, and Pori Hatter? Do you fancy doing Grognak? Can we do Grognak? Okay, so would you like to turn back to where you were? Oh, uh, yes. I think so. Well, do we? Yes. Ah, yes, because if we play all three through, we might get three little items. So let's do all three. Three thumbs. That's what I want. <laughs> what each? So you'd like to? So would you like to go back to the first page then and play uh, play as Grognak? Yes, please. Okay. You choose Grognak the Barbarian, son of Brothrath. This character can wield two axes and summon elemental magic. You have selected Grognak. You flex your mighty thews, give yourself a good oiling, and step out to teach Britain how to read again. But what's this? You didn't look both ways before stepping out. The number 43 bus hits you at 30 miles an hour. The front rubber bumper cancelling out the elvig enchantments of your armour. Your death increases literacy rates across Britain by a fraction of a percent. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Does anything drop out of the book? Nothing drops out of the book. Nothing. <laughs> I want to do Pori Hatter. <laughs> You have selected Pori Hatter, a middle-aged wizard recently made redundant, attending Gruggle School to learn computers and get a poorly paid admin job. You attend night school, eking out your gyro through the duration of your seven-week Gruggle course. Do you stick with the course? You have two options. Yes, stick with it, or jack it in and spunk the money on cheap cider. Tough There's choice. a sensible option there. So, Alid, would you, being the cider drinker this evening, would you recommend going for cheap cider? Uh, I'd stay the course, actually. Yep. Okay, so you're going to go to yes, stick with it? Okay, so yes. you, you mm. turn the page to the Yes Stick With It page. You stick with it and pass Microsoft Office Fundamentals with a merit. This accolade opens up your career, and within mere months, you're working a surprisingly junior position within the orders department of a sanitary towel manufacturer. You meet Charlene at a Christmas party. She's a little rough around the edges and smells of cat farts, but you hit it off nonetheless. You marry three years later, and within 18 months, you have two mid-range children. Time passes. You sit at the table for your 100th birthday, surrounded by children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. You suddenly remember you were supposed to save the world from illiteracy. You shit yourself, and then you plop stone dead into your birthday cake. You're dead. <laughs> Jesus. Does anything plop out of the book? Nothing has plopped out of the book. Oh, no. <laughs> Is there anything stopping Did... us redoing these plots? Nothing at all. Did anything plop out of us as we were dead? <laughs> I'm afraid you'd have to tell me. I should point out that I'm realising now you guys may not have done as many choose-your-own-adventure books when you were younger. A thumb is a choose-your-own-adventure book's best ally. Oh, because oh, I guess we can go back to a certain page. We're, we're holding that page, aren't we? It's like a bookmark. Yes. Except we've put it on top of the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's better on top of a chest. <laughs> Alan, what else would you like to put on my chest? <laughs> Can we put the book itself on the chest? Y you can. You now have a book and a thumb on a chest. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> this is a horrible-looking chest now. It's now a well-thumbed book. 
<laughs> right, so let's go back into the book and let's replay as J.K. Rowling. Okay, you've reselected J.K. Rowling. You've gone back to the page where you choose the spunky young author, Julius Kerfuffle Rowling. Uh, you're looking at Britain, doing a bit of sick in your mouth. How on earth could you possibly save these mouth-breathing proles from illiteracy? Uh, as you muse on this, skipping a silly latte uh, in an Edinburgh cafe, a band of goblins appear and start menacing customers with their pointy spears. What do you do? Do you tie your typewriter to a rope and swing it around your head to fly like a flail, crushing the skulls of little green bastards? Or make a start on the casual vacancy manuscript? What happens if we do the same thing as last time? Do we get another thumb? <laughs> I feel that persistence is the key to this puzzle. <laughs> I wish I'd done a thumb generation puzzle now. <laughs> I think that's our, our choice, Mike. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, unfortunately, turning to that page, you once again are greeted with um, the uh, the dialogue, the same sort of uh, wonderfully crafted and brilliantly spelt storytelling of uh, J.K. Rowling uh, slaying goblins with a typewriter before it breaks and she starves to death because she can't write a manuscript. So let's use our thumb to go back to the point where we could choose the um, bloody death of the goblin elves things or um, yep. write the casual vacancy. Okay, you make oh, a start on the casual vacancy manuscript. While everyone around you gets murdered by goblins, you make a start on the manuscript for the casual vacancy. As you write, you can't escape the feeling that it would be much better with some fucking wizards in it. <laughs> what do you do? Do you carry on writing the casual vacancy, write a fucking wizard into it, or write a wizard in and then a load more wizards and then a giant beardy yokel for some conic relief. Well, I, I think at this point we should put our thumb back on this page. Should we go with the yokel? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Why not? We'll go with the yokel one. So you turn to the yokel page. You make a great start on your new book. You decide to call it Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, which is a much better name for a book that's not about parish politics. If only there was a way to make your writing of 90,000 page masterpiece go quicker. You can... Cast a wind spell of speed, which will require an agility check. Cast a mind spell of brain power, which will require a wisdom check. Or have another skinny latte. I'm fancying the brain check. You turn to the page for cast a... You fail the wisdom check. Oh, sorry, I didn't do my thing. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Alan, define a Phillips screw head to me. Uh, it's it's uh, like a cross, isn't it? He is right. Yeah, he is right. <laughs> well, I didn't yeah. account for this. What did you think of that? Oh, fuck. Um... Oh, hang on. What would Alan not know? Oh, right. <laughs> hang on a minute. Oh, Alan, what's the difference between a zebra and a pelican crossing? Uh, a pelican crossing has traffic lights on it, I think, and uh, and, a, and a green man. Alan, what's Welsh for adult sanitary towels? <laughs> um, uh, you push, fail the wisdom uh... check! <laughs> <laughs> the magic backfires, causing your eyes to explode. You run screaming into the street and get hit by a number 43 bus. You are dead. Oh, no, these bus drivers are mad, aren't they? <laughs> It's terrible. Oh, no, just the one as well. He's a right lunatic. It's the same one. <laughs> <laughs> he's got loads of bloody goblin well, on the front. But he can't see where he's going. Already. He's got bits of fucking barbarian in the windscreen. Hang on a minute. Same bus hit two different characters. Both buses have the same number. What happens if we say 43 to the chest? Uh, the chest hears the number 43. Uh, and nothing happens. Zrat. Can we thumb back uh, to our page? Uh, you you be, have back-thumbed uh, using your disembodied thumb. I feel like I could use my own thumb. So your, your options were, just to remind you, uh, you could cast a wind spell of speed, uh, you could cast a mind spell of brain power, or you could have another skinny latte. I'm not sure how we're going to do an agility, agility test over a podcast, so let's go have another skinny latte. What a lovely <laughs> idea. You have another skinny latte, and spring a bit of your gyro for the extra espresso shot. The coffee shop fills up, and the lack of seating means Baba Yaga, the Witch of the Wilds, is forced to sit opposite you. Her Argos carrier bags bump against your leg. As the caffeine courses through you, you complete the remaining 89,996 words of your magnum opus in a single sitting. What do you do with your completed manuscript? Do you take it to a dozen publishers, surely one of them can recognise the potential, or trade it with Baba Yaga for a magic sword? I think we put the thumb in at this point. Let's. I know what we should do, and I <laughs> <Yeah>. can't. Like, <laughs> I think up until basically up until now, everything that we should have done, we should have done. So I'm guessing that at this point, Mike's thrown a red herring at us. <laughs> Let's trade it in for a magic sword. Yeah, I'm up for that. Okay, you, yeah, why not? Within the loosely bound, four foot deep, <laughs> choose your own adventure um, memoirs. You turn to the trade it in with Babiaga for a magic sword page. You have gained the magic sword! Exclamation mark. 
you jack in the writing business to become an adventurer, slaying brigands and writing wrongs across the land. Unfortunately, illiteracy remains rife. One day you get a mild ear infection from slaying too many banshees, and the pharmacist, unable to read the medication labels, accidentally prescribes you 50 kilograms of arsenic. You're dead. Oh, oh, th- thumb back, thumb back. Ah, you've used your magic thumb to go back. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you, but then I took arsenic to the ear. <laughs> <laughs> you've been trying all night to get a joke like that, I never knew. Oh, I love you so much, Ben. Okay, so your options are take it to a dozen publishers, surely one of them can recognise the potential, or trade it in with Babi Yaga for a magic sword. Publishers then, I guess. Mm. You take it to the many publishers, but they're all too scared of making too much money. Also, a necromancer keeps pestering you. How are you supposed to save Britain from illiteracy when people are too busy being pestered by necromancers to put a good sales pitch together? Do you slay the necromancer, or work on your pitch to Bloomsbury and do your best to ignore him? I think put the thumb in. And, and then, then... <laughs> surely we uh, we I make feel like our if pitch we slay too. the necromancer, that's the wrong thing to do because he's a necromancer, so someone's going to bring him back. But I am interested to see what Mike has written for that. <laughs> I think we should practice our our pitch to Bloomsbury. I think so. Okay, you turn to the work on your pitch to Bloomsbury page. Allard, please count to thirty. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, carry 15, on in Welsh. Sixteen, seventeen. Congratulations, you the patience test. <laughs> you lay your cards on the table with Nigel Lawton, CEO of Bloomsbury. He can either make a billion pounds by publishing your book, or he can go back to pleasuring truck drivers at Watford Gap Services. Nigel Lawton is unsure. How do you persuade him? Do you say the word Quidditch over and over? Explain the uncomfortable appeal of an adult Emma Watson? Explain that in four books' time, the Goblet of Fire is going to blow his socks off and have dragons as well as wizards. Cast a mind spell, muddling him. Or brandish a Stanley knife and threaten to cut him if he doesn't. You've had a very long day. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me wants to put the thumb on his chest. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't believe that we have a Stanley knife in our inventory. I don't think we do. Remember, this is is just a book. This is just a choose-your-own-adventure book. You're... In the puzzle's puzzle, we didn't pick up a Stanley knife. I mean, maybe JK just holds. Maybe she just carries. <laughs> Let's threaten him with a Stanley knife. <laughs> you did it! Nigel is so impressed, he immediately hands you a big sack of money. Don't spend it all at once, he jokes, not realising that your bookie already technically owns half of it. Your fabulous book, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, is published, and 500 million people worldwide learn to read again. The takeaway trade <laughs> does a roaring business, and Britain's literacy levels and economy soar. With enough words and curry to sustain them, the British repel the orc invasion from the Firelands. Congratulations, you've saved the land. Thank goodness for that, you think. I managed to do all of that without anyone finding out my terrible secret. Who'd have thought that while I can write six good books on wizards and two rather average ones, I can't actually read? The end. Yay! Could we say to the chest, I can't read? Paching! The chest opens! Within the chest is the key, which should have had a pun name, but I didn't think of a pun name. So it's the key within the chest that you have to speak a secret to. It's the J key rolling. Oh. Wish I'd thought of that at the beginning of that sentence. That would have been pretty fucking slick. Illiterate key. Oh, illiterate key. That would have worked even better. That was excellent. That was very good. Puzzle elements were shit, um, but I hope you had fun. Okay, so uh, we ha- we take our four keys and we insert them into the four whimsical padlocks. We open the autobiography lock. We open the grim key lock. We open the Welsh <laughs> lock. Uh, and the J key rolling lock. And we escape. <laughs> And we've done it in, gonna be fair, we didn't manage it within two hours. Um, I mean, hopefully the edit will bring it into less than that. Um, so, so there's a very good chance that our kneecap's been broken by Waterstone's employees, but ho-hum, we'll, we'll survive. We'll survive for next week. And we've escaped, still, somehow. I'll clear up that particular inconsistency later. Or will I? 
Though I'll probably get to it at the end of a six-hour edit and then just think, fuck it. So, thanks for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, uh, iTunes. We're also now available on Spotify, which as all of the Clued interview know, now is the second most popular podcasting platform with a 10% market share. God, I'm boring. <laughs> You can also follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, if you've got an idea for a escape room that you'd like to escape for, or would just like to send us uh, generic verbal abuse, uh, those are the best places to do it. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Alad, what's bye in Welsh? Hoyle. Nostar? Hoyle. Yeah, Hoyle. Nostar is good night. Okay. But it is, it is good night. Hoyle. Hoyle. Or Tara, or Tavo, depending on... Tara. Hello. Tava. Nostar. Yeah, that's going to make great radio. <laughs> <laughs> In Wales. They'll be like, whoa! So